I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to episode 399 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you doing, fellas? I'll tell you what. Magic fantastic. round done. I'm feeling I am, I am magic. basking, basking in the happiness of all three of our teams winning on the same round. Yeah. A lot of people mentioned this to me on, you know, Friday night saying, like, wow, I mean, this... You know, there's there's every chance it's a first. I like. I wouldn't have really realized it was the first time, but yeah, so many people, you know, actually brought it up to me. Saying, a this true magic the first round. Week, everyone's if you teams will. will win. Well, it makes no difference to me. We win every week, and it's literally been the both of you two shit cunts that have been holding this back from happening before. Um, I've done my part every single fucking week. So, and let's face it, Manly got this shit together pretty fucking early in the season, to be honest. <laughs> but you know the Tigers got up there, and like I just I'd also like to, you know, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like preempt the actual recaps themselves. But last week it was all fucking the Defendertron three thousand blah 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 because I had the fucking audacity to suggest that perhaps magic could happen and the Tigers could beat the fucking Knights. Well, go fuck your vacuum cleaner, Glenn. You fucking. <laughs> well, that's not a Defendertron. <laughs> oh, no, you deserve person. you. you no, you, no, you, you, des- you deserve the fucking the, the, the suction fucking Jesus Christ, the, the, the suction circumcision tron, motherfucker. The fucking, the fucking look Glenn just gave you. The last, the last time I saw a fucking redneck give a city slicker that look, the words that came out of his mouth next were, "Watch it, son, or you'll be picking bindies out of your back." <laughs> I thought you were going to say squeal like a pig. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, yeah, brush up on my banjo. Anyway, I, I think we should talk. Yeah, just the, the generally magic round in uh, as a whole. Uh, thank you to, to uh, all the people that came out. Um, it was great to see so many old faces and new faces as well. And uh, you know, some good chat was had. Multiple drinks were had, and um, let me tell you, the legend of Grover fucking grows year on year. I mean, like, you know, he's the oldest looking 24-year-old I've ever fucking seen. And, you know, obviously the rigors he puts himself under, you know, is directly, you know, contributes to that. But he was just about first one in on Thursday morning, I think. He was up before lunch on Thursday. Yep. And he was one of the last ones out. And he was drunk the entire fucking time. I took my so, uh, boy to the Panthers game last night. We went and closed out yep. Magic Round in style. And uh, we ran into Grover on the way into yep. the stadium. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that that was on my bucket list. But introduced my kid to Grover. 
Um, so talk me through it. How'd that go then? Oh, no, it was good. It was good chat. <laughs> We're walking off, and he goes, "Who's that old man? Was that guy happy because his team won, or is he just a happy guy?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, no, nah, he's just, he's a happy guy. He's always always on." <laughs> See, adults have these this magical magical drink. The magical water called Fireball, <laughs> and, and and Uncle Grover really likes to drink a lot of it. It's like it's like a credit card for your problems. You, you don't have them right now, but at some time in the future, sign up now to the Grover card. <laughs> and, uh, yes. We had a, we we had obviously one of our one of one of our our, our patrons who's burst on the scene this year old uh, old mate Ned and it's I think he found like his uh his uh, his heterosexual life partner partner in Norts this weekend <laughs> the two of them yes. seemed to be just absolutely joined at the <laughs> joined at the hip for the entire time great and uh and had a great time great great guys so, um, the pair of them. Yep, yep, and uh, yeah. So it was, it was great to see uh, see everyone. Uh, looks like everyone had a, a fucking tremendous time, and uh, and it, like just yeah, you know, it was great. It was great in 2019 when it first kicked off. Uh, it was great this time, and obviously it's been renewed as for another two in Brisbane. Certainly the next year though, it's locked in already mm. uh, by the Queensland government. So. Uh, that's something to look forward to, and although people kind of you know were FOMOing after the first Magic round, they um now they really need you know, now you you have no excuses. I mean yeah, you've had so much warning, provided no one eats a fucking bat. Get up here next time. Yes, exactly. I I mentioned this to a bunch of people. I loved that this was closer to the multi-game days of my youth. Like yeah. the the couple of things I, I miss about living in Sydney, and being able to go to, you know, three games over the course of a weekend, is yep. definitely one of them. Um, but this was a whole bunch of people around, and contrary to what seems to have happened on the socials, over the last you know five or so years, there were people of different jerseys sitting together. Yep, there were, you know, fans of this club who became fans of another team for eighty minutes for whatever reason and cheered just as hard as the yep. as that team's usual supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in essence, what I'm what I'm saying is that if we can get Israel and Palestine to Magic Round 2022. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can just put all that shit to bed. Can you imagine? Not sure how they cope with the fireworks. Well, you know, you know how they'll cope with the fireworks, Glenn. I'll tell you. They'll go back to their homeland, and in the Gaza Strip, where there used to be the blood of murdered children, there will be air raid guns that fire into the night sky, but they won't be shooting at planes or rockets. In trace bullets, they'll be spelling out hashtag fuck the Broncos. Poetic. Seriously, the whole vibe of the the weekend was magical. Um, yep. It was almost completely dickhead free. Everyone was yep. there having a great time. It was a fucking yep. stellar weekend. 
Agree. Any final words on the Magic Round itself that you'd like to add there, Glenn? Obviously, um, enjoyed uh, being able to watch the Tigers live and have them actually play reasonably well and win. And just catching up with everyone. It was it was a lot of running around. We come down uh, Friday night, went back after the games, got home at one a.m. Was up again at quarter to six. Got ready, rushed around soccer, all the rest, of it, and then rushed back down. But once I got to uh, to Fritz and uh, sat down and started chatting with everyone, I just felt the the pressure valve come off, and um, yeah, just could really relax and, and enjoy myself. It was um, and just catching up with so many people. It was like you say, just the whole vibe around it was was very cool. I really enjoyed it. Yep. Excellent. All right. And uh, in the interest of the fact that uh, I'm actually a bit fucking tired, and uh, let's get through these uh, these recaps, talk about the games. And, can I just uh, say, can, uh, get this. you look fucked. Yeah. I mean this in the nicest possible way. You look that? fucked. I mean it in the nicest possible way. I like t- tonight, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit short of sleep. Um, but uh, yeah, it was still fucking all good. Um now, the recaps. So we kicked off the first game and uh, Glenn, I'm sure, has been busting to fucking talk about for a couple of days now, is the West Tigers. 36 defeated the Newcastle Knights, 18. Uh, the Tigers tries through Luke Brooks, uh, a double to Dewey. Uh, Tamau, Nofaluma and Talau also with tries. Five of six conversions for Dewey and a penalty goal defeating Knights, 18. Tries to Hunt, Jones, Braley and Tyson Frizzle-Manizzle. Uh, Tex Hoy with one conversion from four attempts. Take it away, Glenn. Well, there's a lot made about Maguire's um, team selections prior to the game and people, including myself, doubting whether they were going to spell another nightmare for the Tigers. But it's, as we've said before about small sample sizes, it's, it's one week, so it's probably important not to get too carried away. But... Can't deny Dewey's performance in the centres, but most importantly, uh, M by at six as well had some really good touches, uh, and I think Brooks probably had his best game in two years. Um, a couple of other players for the Tigers, Seafarth, um, came to, to to the Tigers with big raps on his defence, and he was you know meant to be an enforcer and a guy that was going to shore up the middle, and I hadn't really seen much of that in him. Um, and he's copped a lot of heat from the fan base, but um, he probably had three or four moments in defence that um, that rocked guys. And, and three occasions, he actually, um, you know, it resulted in turnovers in the Tigers' favour. So um, that was impressive. A little BJ Leilua, he's playing for a contract, so it's almost a bit. Um, I'm not sure what the word is, but. You know he's he's putting these together in the hope that he's going to get a contract for at least next season. So take that for what you will. But um, when he's actually interested in rugby league, he's fucking difficult to fucking handle <laughs> for any defence. I think so. Yeah. Um, it's the challenge for any coach, and has been the case over his entire career. And I don't know that it's going to last much longer than perhaps this season, or at least the moment where the the ink is uh, set on a, a new contract extension. Um, but mm. when he, when he's on, fuck, he's, he's, he's a valuable asset. Um, having said that, the Tigers were good in, in large parts of the game, but Newcastle were fucking horrible. 
they were they were bad. And Kurt Mann was the worst of the lot. I thought he uh, probably had the worst individual game by any player I've seen definitely so far this season, if not, if not all of last season as well. He was fucking atrocious. Maybe that's the thing. Who's who's that superhero that takes the powers of whoever they're next to? I don't know. In what in, in what world are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I feel it's one of the X Men. Oh, okay. Well, fuck yeah. I'm not, not not my field of expertise. Anyway, unfortunately, that's who Kurt Man is. So pause. Go and Google that. Then once you understand the reference, <laughs> come and fill in this blank because. Kurt, man, he had a fucking stellar game against mm. Penrith when he played. Uh, and you're right, was absolutely atrocious against In attack the and defence. Like, he missed two tackles that led directly yeah. to tries. One-on-one. Is, is that the most rocks and yep. diamonds player in the competition this year? Like, his ceiling to floor <laughs> variance. Is that the biggest we've seen? I, I, I can't think of another player that comes close, to be honest. Even if you just base it on yeah, those, those two performances. Fucking Jesus. Mm. It, was, it was something I was looking at today. Um, the the difference between the the teams at the top, I guess, third of the ladder, and then the ones under that, it's not as it typically is, where you've got the front runners who are you know great football teams and they're all there executing, and then the rest are you know sort of building or not quite there yet. All of the teams in the bottom two thirds of the ladder are capable of amazing games with the exception of maybe the dogs. We probably haven't seen one out of the Broncos yet. Mm-hmm. But they're all capable of these almost world-beating performances, but then can also dish up something like like that. You know, no matter who you're playing, it still takes something. It takes a lot of fucking effort mm. and shit coming off to put 50 on. No one does No one does that uh, that turnaround better than the Tigers. That, that's what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, the consistency in that whole mm. group at the bottom of the, the table seems to be the issue. But that, I just want to know who the, who put the edict out there for the Newcastle Knights to say, take every fucking dummy that Luke Brooks throws. Because <laughs> they look like that. They, they look. They look like they were. They were. They were taking that job so seriously. It was like they were told to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Anything else on that one, boys? No, I got nothing. Nice. Alex, the uh, super stats graph man in the Facebook group said, uh, I'm in bed with shingles. I had to give away my magic round tickets, but I'm still so damn happy for you, Glenn. There you oh, go. There's a, a champion. Fucking, there's some just, I don't know. That just speaks to the warm the warm feelings of friendship and community that you, you previously mentioned, you know, when we were That's talking it. about magic round as a whole. Yes. Mm. There you go. Uh, Daniel said not surprised by this result to be honest it's a big occasion a milestone match for one of our players and we're playing the Tigers we usually lose all these games on their own uh, Nathan said as a Knights fan there is no greater humiliation than getting rammed by the Tig Pies twice in the first half of a season <laughs> hashtag Knights in decline uh, at One Eyed Tiger said all we do is win magic rounds so it's true <laughs> it's true uh, it's <laughs> uh, Shanta, that one, is that it? I know, Shanta. He said, "Congratulations to the Tigers on winning the Ivan's Fault Wayne's Fault Cup." 
Now I just need to pause. Do you, there. Want, do you want to talk about your response? You want to talk to well, re- about your response do, to that one I'll there? Finish off with uh, Vanessa at uh, Charlie with two eyes. Two said, "Great win by the Tigers. I hope there is at least one positive comment from each of you. Has there been a weekend where all three of your teams have won? Would be a magic round indeed. Well, Charlie, and it is. You've had positive comments from all of us, but you only play the Newcastle Knights." So don't get too far ahead of yourself. <laughs> now, so what, back what to Shunter's like to tweet. That was uh, my response to that. Was uh, you uh, can't tweet in Facebook. It was in the Facebook group. Well, the first the first oh, instance sorry. of this was the first instance was I check my phone and I see that I've got like a, an admin and uh, I've got like an admin issue in the in the uh, the this week in Le- in the Twill Nation Facebook page. So I go in there and have a look, and it's usually someone that's called someone a cunt, and and they've got zucked, and, and it's been immediately deleted by Facebook themselves, and then they just say, "Look, this is there's no problem with it. Just letting you know, this is what's happened." This time though, it was an admin violation, which means it came from one of the three of us, and I wasn't on my phone during the game, so I knew who who it fucking was. <laughs> sure enough, Glenn has done something, and and they go, "These admin, vo-, what they, they make a pain to say when there's like when someone in the group just calls someone a cunt or something, they say." These things won't affect your group at all. Just letting you know. Yeah. But then when an admin does it, it's like if there's much more of this, you're putting the fucking existence of your fucking group in, in jeopardy. And they and then I went to see what the actual comment was, and it just it's just blocked off, and it says uh, by our our you know community rule, but we don't show we don't show um, comments that. Uh, what does it say? Like you know, inciting violence, or you know, something or other, something like that. Inciting violence, something like that. And so then, just just by you know sheer fluke, we're walking out of Suncorp because we weren't sitting with Glenn, and then we're walking out of Suncorp. Then all of a sudden, I hear, hear someone yell out my name, and there's Glenn, and you know, with his son and and his mate and his sons walking um walking the opposite direction, and you know, so our paths had crossed in the concourse there as we we're walking out, and so one of the first things I'm saying, what did you fucking <laughs> What did you put on Facebook? And you go, he refused, and he refused to tell me in the presence of his child, even even if he was standing four meters away. He, he, yeah, he he just refused to tell me. So then it comes down to like it was like the next day when you told me, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so what did you say? To, and like let's let's remind people like Shana, he's been around this show for a very long fucking time, and the community yes. really galvanized around him when he got destroyed by a Zorb at Penrith half time exactly. entertainment um, several years ago. And I think so Sam probably say, summed it up. What did you up. say to one of the real good guys? What did you say to one of the real good guys in our community, Glenn? Tell us. Uh, now, if I can remember correctly, it was, fuck you, Shunter. I will cut you and fuck you in your bad ankle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, sound, that sounds about what you told me. The other, yeah, that, that's ballpark, I think, yeah. yeah. I remember. So, and, and what, Sorry. Were you planning on cutting a hole in his bad ankle and fucking that? Yeah. Or were you That's just the plan? Yeah, okay. I thought he was to cut his leg open or cut his leg off or something like that. I was, but what? It was like but an why that? Look, I was a, I was emotional. I wasn't thinking straight. Clearly, I. But like, I when your family out. finished, when your family finished their crumb cutlets, are they at risk of you fucking jacking yourself off with the fucking bones? Like, what are you fucking his ankle for? <laughs> Crumbed cutlets. <laughs> 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 Where did you go there? <laughs> oh. That's the first I could think experience, of. Experience of a Western <laughs> Sydney upbringing. That's how he went like, there. You know, you're, you're, not a, you're not eating T-bones. Put it that way. 
<laughs> oh, come on now. Oh, I'm a change man. <laughs> can we make the episode, can we call the episode Crumb Cutlets just for the childhood memories it brings back? I just, I just took the note that I literally, that's what you saw me have my phone in my hand for. I was writing it down as the note for the episode title. Oh, God. Oh, fuck me. The Melton Hotel and Crumb Cutlets. Oh, fucking. My childhood summed up in one meal. I'm looking at your face and I can see that right now you're actually like sense memory. You're tasting them. You're, t- you're tasting those crumb cutlets. Oh, they're fucking ordinary, but geez, I'll shovel them into my face at a rapid rate of knots. Oh, this week in food nostalgia. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. Of all the things you could have come up with. Oh. You had like a tear, a tear in the eye. I mean, you're, you're, you're back there. Oh, Little Glenn, before he decided fucking to fucking turn his back on his state and support Queensland. <laughs> he's fucking got me in the gills. That's fucking good. I love it. Oh. Oh. Right, moving anyway. on. The Mighty Man- oh, sorry, yeah, anyway, yeah, we could, we'll move along. Mighty Manly Seagulls, 50. Ended the Broncos season, six. Uh, Manly's 50 came through a double to Tommy Turbo. Sean Kepi, uh, Jake Turbo, Lachlan Croker with tries, as well as Jason Saab with a double. Oh, Schuster got his first try as well. Nice one, lad. Um, Garrick, eight conversions and a penalty goal. And some of those tries were fucking right out there too. Like, so he was kicking them over from everywhere. Beautiful night. Osako scored the only try and goal for the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah, he's now the, um, the third leading tro- uh, point scorer. Yeah, and like and Ruben Garrick was briefly the leading point scorer um, after that game. Yeah, because Penrith hadn't played their game yet. So, which is crazy considering the the points that Penrith have put on through this entirety of the season, and like Nathan Cleary obviously automatically getting two points. You know, pretty much every try they score. Um, and to start, you know, contrasted with the start that we had, it's like it's a you know he's fucking done some catching up. You know, pretty quickly recently. That's it. Um. So another fucking uh, amazing performance. I mean, this game, uh, like I went into this game with a couple of criteria. One, I needed a win. Just Broncos in Brisbane, fans are cunts. I needed a win, even if it was like an ugly one like Penrith got a couple of weeks ago. I'd take take the win. I wanted one. I wanted some, I wanted to win by 30, you know, just for you know emotional reasons. And then to fucking, you know, to nearly win by 50 is just fucking tremendous. It's like, the only worry I had about the Broncos, their, their back line's garbage. Why would you fucking sign any of them? Um, they, didn't, I, they didn't hold any fear for me whatsoever. However, their forward pack is, like, fucking great. Like, I mean, it's, undoubtedly, they have uh, a couple of players in there that, you know, most, if not all, teams would, you know, be happy to have, you know, running out for them at some, you know, at some time. Um and fuck, man! Like the the uh, the the growth of uh, of Sean Kepi continues. Um, when we benched Marty to start the game, I thought, "Fucking, it's a brave move." Fucking, you know, keep sitting your number one guy down to start, and you know, having and having this young bloke, you know, be the guy that's kind of got to hold the line against you know your Tavita Pangai's and you know your Payne Harses and and guys like that. But he. He's just got like some of that old school like Mark Carroll sort of fucking mentality, and he's and you know he wants he's an aggressive young fucking guy, and and he's a great defender, and he fucking did the job. And then when Marty came on, I mean he threw a horrible fucking offload with his first touch, nearly resulting in a Broncos try. But other than that, after that point, he played one of his best fucking games for the club. Yeah, just just fucking tremendous. The forward the forwards just stood up like a motherfucker, and then the backs 
off the back of that, they just they did exactly what they were supposed to do, you know, with with excellence. I mean, again, Saab's burn and cuts down the outside. Um, you know, the the kicking game to Saab has evolved now, and he's turned into a legit sort of Daniel Tupo s target now. When nothing else is doing, just fucking put it up on the try line and let him do let him do what he does. And you know, every, I think every time a, a kick went across field to him, um, he either scored off it. Or he was still the first one to it and tried to bat it back and you know make something happen and you know with another phase of play. Um, Daly played a fucking amazing game, uh, controlled everything beautifully. The only downside, um, Foran finally got injured. Took took ten weeks to fucking get injured, yeah. and it wasn't like a it wasn't a foreign injury either. It wasn't some you know he didn't fucking do a hamstring and then he fucking broke his hand. Um, so he'll be out for a couple of weeks. We've got a buy in there that sort of helps his his, his uh, recovery time. A little bit in terms of games missed, uh, but then that just allowed Josh Schuster to then take, you know, fulfill his destiny, which is ultimately going to be the five eighth of the club, and so he got to actually slot in there for the first time uh, since last season when he had a, a half a game against the Tigers there in his debut, and yeah, he's fucking great, didn't miss a beat, so um, could not have been happier with the performance, and the, uh, and the only try the Broncos scored was just like a minute before halftime, and it was just fucking lazy finishing. By Brad Parker and Schuster, where they like they tackled Isako, and then they were rolling off, obviously to not incur a six again or whatever. But he'd sort of Isako had kind of not fully gone to ground, and so he sort of so you know they sort of rolled off his back, and he just you know had the presence of mind to jump over and score a try. And for that to be the only points they scored, it was fucking extremely pleasing performance. Uh, there was there was nothing in it that I, I could not fucking complain about a single thing. Everyone did their bit. And it's just exactly what you want to fucking see. Yeah, nice one. And the Broncos fucking leaving the ground is so fucking satisfying. It's their own goddamn fucking ground. And to wave those cunts out is just magnificent. And I'll tell you, we want to talk about fan bases. These fucking Broncos fans, let me tell you something about shit fucking fan bases. We There were these gigantic Broncos fans sitting in front of us. I'm talking like, you know, two, two seats holding fucking six people's worth of human mass, right? And they left... <clears throat> And didn't fucking return on the 30 minute mark and I don't know you can probably look up the play by play of the game when Ruben Garrett kicked that penalty goal to take Manly to 20 nil that's when they walked out and they did and I thought they were just it was 10 minutes before half time so I thought well fuck obviously you know to, to look at them they fucking needed they obviously were like you know hanging for cake or something so they were going to get a rush on the half time crowd or something nah did not fucking come back at all for the entire fucking game it just seems like a um, waste of time to go to all the trouble of getting to the fucking ground, making your way to the seat, watching half an hour of football, then fucking off home again. <laughs> and 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 Glenn, let me tell you, it was legitimately a half an hour of football because they didn't take their fucking seats until the Bron- they didn't they didn't watch the mm. Tigers game. They took their seats in the they took their seats in the gap between those two games. So hang on. So it wasn't like they enjoyed there's, like a game and a half. There's the fucking stark possibility. Yep. That one of them had a heart attack and died. And that's the reason they didn't come back. Yeah, but they could have brought, and, they brought it on themselves from walking up the fucking stairs on, again, didn't you they? Give me shit. They could have stayed in their seats and enjoyed the whole game, and they wouldn't have had to worry and about you're it. You're giving me shit for flashing my headlights at people doing eighty in the right-hand lane on the fucking highway. Oh my, oh my god! I tell you what, he's the fucking he was he was the Friday night Manly Seagulls of fucking rage driving. Right, Jesus Christ! This he just he was just fucking barging through at will. <laughs> Well, and physically and mentally abusing his opposition on the roads, much like a much like a Tommy Turbo on the fucking entire Brisbane Broncos <laughs> side. 
I was just like, I was like, I, I had to fucking, I had to be the fucking voice of reason, and, I, and like, I love Road Raging, but I had yeah. to be the voice of. He was, he was so, stepdad is so fucking bad. I had to sit there and be the voice of reason, say, look, mate. It was like I had a fucking hipster Gandhi next to me, going, oh, maybe they just got some fucking notice that a loved ones in I'm the like, fucking. You don't know what's going on in their life. They might have fucking. Well, they might fucking have, get yeah. there sooner, cunt. They're on their way. Their out. Dad might have fucking died. You know, <laughs> don't let's don't not try slow and fucking... down. <laughs> Don't take longer to get there. You don't know how long they've got left. So I was actually helping these people. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Uh, socials. Jason in the Facebook group said, A psycho's try reminds me of mates trying to keep me away from rough women in the late 90s. I used to seem to get over the line too. Lachlan said, Broncos are just a shit club now. The gamble hasn't paid off. Milford is non-existent. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. This is how low the fan base has fallen. Cruzy said, Ah, oh, well, I had a good night out either way. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs> and we did see him tomorrow and we had a great time. So. He threatened to bring those fucking half-dead chicken, fucking babe, duck baby fucking things next time we see him. And I don't want any... Pu- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. yes, he brought he, he brought his strapping young son of the loot. <laughs> oh, good lord, you're on fire! Garth said, "I'm a fucking Broncos supporter through and through. Even though I put a bet on for Manly to win twenty four plus four hundred bucks makes it easy to swallow, but fuck me, it's hard to watch. Yeah, it is too. But congratulations to you, sir, on being such a fucking um, shrewd investor." as to uh, yep. capitalise on your own misery. Pragmatism wins in all, th- <laughs> in uh, all cases. James said four and missing had the same impact on the scoreline as Milford being on the pitch <laughs> for the full 80. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Twitter, at Moragaz79 said, one guy, one jar was easier to watch than that. After the last few weeks, we took 18 steps backwards. And this is like like I was saying before, it must be incredibly fucking frustrating as as fans of the teams lower down on the ladder to see yourself build and build and build and then all of a sudden be back to square one. It'd be fucking horrible. Uh, and uh, at Joseph Palazzi said those sin bins were the best thing to happen to the Broncos. It gives them a different headline to focus on outside the fact that they are worse this year than they were last. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Yeah, and probably, this this was the first game where I saw. Uh, you know, emphatic refs faulting and, and you know, because we had the crackdown obviously this weekend. Um, it was two all in terms of the binnings in the in the Tigers game. And I think we would agree that they didn't, uh, you know, by and large, they didn't colour the result at all, right? Oh, yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Now, the, the Broncos fans were just like, yeah, they, they were down 26-6 with, uh, with, with 20 minutes to go in the game. Yep. And um, they were furious that their sin binnings two sim binnings they had, which were served at almost exactly the same time. It was like two sim binnings served over a 10 and a half minute period. Mm. Cost them, the, cost them the, the fucking game that they were losing by 20 and not really threatening I, at any stage. Are we going to go through this on Wednesday with a news section? We, pro- we probably will, but I just, I mean, like when there's... I think we acknowledge them in these recaps because yeah, no, 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 they're the games I'm in which they happen. You know? now, but just... Uh, yeah. I, th- I think I've come to my piece on it. 
Yep. In that, again, you don't fall into the fucking trap of being polarized here, right? Yeah. CTE is a fucking health issue, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a real health issue. And we're starting to see the effects of it. And cunts' brains get scrambled. Their personalities change. They become aggressive and violent towards loved ones, you know, in, in some instances. And the thing, the thing well, is as well, I mean, there's, the, there's the, the health issue and it's not a fucking new thing because the NFL has been dealing with this for several yes. years now and, the, and it's progressed over there to the point where now the NFL is looking at the legal liability and, 100%. you know, and class actions. And, and so, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, you know, bitch out the, the NRL for seeing what's going on That's over it. there and actually being a little bit forward thinking yeah. about, you know. Here's, here's the other thing. The ramifications of the issue, yeah. You know, you want to talk about, oh, the game, the game won't be around if they keep doing this. The game won't be around if they keep doing this. Do you know when else the game won't be around? When no one wants to fucking play it. Because... When mothers don't exactly, let their fucking children... To, yeah. to be good enough to be an NRL player, there's the whole fucking outliers, 10,000 hours, you know, whatever you want. You've got to do something for 10,000 hours to become proficient at it. You've got to fucking start young to hit up 10,000 hours of footy. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fucking weekends, you know? Yes. And so if there are fewer people saying, yep, I'm going to let my kid play this game, then there's few players for the start. But the other thing is, cast your mind back to any time there's been a fucking health issue in the past, right? And how the people that stood on the other side of protecting people's well-being mm. look now. Mm-hmm. You know? What, what about all of those people who who thought that it was okay to sell cigarettes to children? Yeah. You know? But all you people out there that are thinking the game's gone soft, it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this. Here's the analogy. I fucking love ciggies. They're fucking fantastic. They're great for stress. They're good for socializing. They're fucking, you know... You can blow smoke rings and impress young children at birthday parties. It's fucking great. Right? Love a dart. Can love a dart and hate cunts dying of lung cancer. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, yeah, it, I, I really don't don't see how you can sit there and say people should be allowed, or we, we should be allowed to, to not try and eradicate guys getting their fucking brain scrambled yeah and you know what i think that most people you find would would agree with what you just said then 100 percent. and maybe they've got something to do you know and, but, but but yet they might have an issue with you know uh, an edict thrown down at the last minute and a crackdown over one weekend which you know significantly i'm not saying it necessarily altered the results of the games but it certainly perhaps you know amplified it changed the, the course of, of a couple of games yeah, yeah yeah and i mean i, I still feel that the Results probably were about right, yeah. But certainly, the magnitude of some of them may have been um, exacerbated. Yeah, exacerbated by the yeah, um, and yeah, and and like I do, uh, and I would say that cast your mind back to what was it? April was it twenty eighteen? Wasn't it when they had that crackdown yeah. on the on the wrestle and um, the storm? And, the, and those guys were getting absolutely fucking hammered with penalties and yep. stuff for about a period of about two or three weeks, and the media was just going fucking berserk yep. about the numbers of penalties in games. 
so they sort of backed it off a little bit and the end result was the the defending teams that were disadvantaged by the crackdown and ultimately you know regained their ascendancy yeah. through using the, the the techniques that were cracked down upon which I think that was very was different not. from Volandis oh yeah yeah I, I don't think Volandis would bow to a daily telegraph campaign like the cunts did back then because essentially yeah, that's what but- did it yeah, but I mean, like, what the what I expect to happen out of this is, when I heard about that crackdown, we knew there were going to be fucking Simbins galore this weekend. Yep. Just passed, and I expect like most crackdowns, through a combination of players and coaches changing the way they approach their game. Yep, and the referees maybe not you know being quite as aggressive on the on the the interpretations, mm-hmm. they're going to find a new. A new position where they sort of where they sort of meet in the middle, yeah. and guys aren't getting you know simbined like the, at a rate of you know like two per game yeah, or whatever. That's it. Look, the other thing I think should have been explained a bit better is that we were discussing this on the weekend. It seemed to be that there might be a couple of high shots, and then if more of them happen, there's going to be some binnings. But yep. then later on in the week, that was completely gone, and it was right from the fucking beginning. It was first contact off. See you later. Yeah, like in the in the manly game, for example, I saw people saying, "Oh, you know, Tyson Gamble's hit on Garrick wasn't blah blah blah." The cunt was already on report from something he did in the first yeah. half, and had given a penalty away as well. Matt Lodge, I think it was like one of the first tackles of the game. Fucking yeah, hit a, hit a dude in the head. He didn't get you know. That's yeah, it. so I mean, and were those shots probably worse than the Tyson Gamble one that saw him spend time in the bin? Probably, yeah, probably. Um, and what but, I'll say to anybody refs faulting about their team being negatively impacted is fucking get good. Penrith had Moses in the bin, scored two tries. I see no problem with this new rule. In fact, I encourage them to swing fucking arms because yeah, well, yeah, this it, you know I I have to agree with you, Jay. I mean, you know, in this Manly versus the Broncos game, it was two sin binnings apiece, and Manly were down to eleven at one point. But did they concede points during that time when they were down to eleven? Fuck no. The, the the rest of the troops on the field, they just fucking staunched up and said, "We're not going to let the Broncos score in this fifty seconds left of the game where we're down down <laughs> down two men." And uh, and so and they didn't. So like honestly, if you can't if if you can't hold teams out when you're down to eleven, then you know, learn to tackle. Learn some passion, Correct. energy. Correct. Have some have some fucking pride in your performances. That's it. There's a reason why that. I mean, like. You know they've got the those they've got like the fucking humans in the suit characters that walk around the Broncos now in the shape of you know like a, you know it's like you know, horse characters and stuff like that. Then it's not like the old days where they have fucking buck galloping around the field and you know all that sort of thing. And it's because it's because of Broncos fans, the bullshit they carry on and the fucking bullshit their team serves up on the field that killed that poor fucking horse. Cunt died of embarrassment. R.I.P. Buck. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. The Raiders twenty. <laughs> I'd just like to point out he don't look as tired anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've been... uh, (laughs) Hate is a powerful (laughs) motivator. (laughs) The calves' blood blood and beetroot shots are coursing through me. That just took a little while to fucking start up. Um, The the Raiders Raiders 20 to feed the doggies 18. Um, The Raiders 20 came through tries to Corey Harawiranara, Curtis Scott and Sebastian Chris Williams, three conversions and a penalty goal. The doggies uh, tries to Trotrick, Meany and DWZ, Avarillo, three of three. 
Glenn. There's nothing in this game that convinced me the Raiders aren't still in huge trouble. I think the Bulldogs um, mm. also a game in patches. Um, you know, this Raiders side really should have dispatched with the Bulldogs quite easily and by some margin, and they've sort of fumbled their way through it and and really only come home uh, late in the game. The Dogs looked like they were going to sneak away with a win there. Um, in the second half, and and it was probably only the the Bulldogs being inept and and the Raiders stumbling over the finish line um, that that got them home. But certainly wasn't impressed, and and by no means convinced that the Raiders um, their 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 entire season at the moment is on ten hooks. And um, I don't know that Ricky Stewart is the man. Yeah, what's happened with the What's happening with the um, the judiciary with, with with their guys? Because I mean, they had the first send off of the weekend with Papali. um Papali getting a straight a, a straight send off from the, the, that shoulder charge, second man in the tackle. But the um like Whiten with the the prowler or the cannonball, there, like was was mm. fucked. Like it was textbook. And um, but but having said that, I mean, it was probably you know one of the contributing factors that they won too because when Whiten came back on, he was clearly. Energized and motivated to make up for being yeah. a fucking idiot. Yeah, and and he and he by and large kind Engineered of carried it, yeah, them for sure. to victory. Yeah, um, I haven't heard what He'll, you know what the suspensions are in line to be. For I just heard that there's over the the total amount of weeks was t- like twenty five weeks or something suspensions in line based on the weekend's charges. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Tell you what, do the Canberra Raiders have a fucking PR person? And if so, how the fuck are they letting CHN away with that fucking haircut? Like, if fucking Cardinal Pell came out wearing a Corey Feldman t-shirt, people would say to him, that's not a fucking great look, Cardinal. (laughs) How are we letting... The fucking schoolgirl fucker run around in pigtails. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, just to just to interject on your on your on your personal slander, um, Canberra did confirm that all of their players charged would accept early guilty pleas. Now, what that means is that uh, that Hodgson uh, and White and 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 uh, Josh Papali will miss Saturday's clash with Melbourne. Uh, Papali's going to take a three match suspension, so that's going to rule him out of Origin One as well. Oh, you hate to see it. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Um, on the but side, more than that, you love, you love to see, to see it. it. Uh, at <laughs> Aussie Jag said, the Bulldogs would struggle to beat a team with six players, let alone 12. <laughs> <laughs> at JSJ Hogan said, to quote Deadpool, rock, meet bottom. <laughs> Funny. Uh, uh, he followed up with, we had twice as many line breaks, half as many errors, a player advantage for a decent amount of time, and can't win or go above 18 points. Yep, it's a fucking problem. Um, Craig, who is on Twitter, at Diminutive Rowdy. I need to know the fucking origin of that handle. Yes. For many reasons. Said, can't even win when we have the lead and they have someone sent off. Simply not good enough. Uh, Greg said the Raiders tried so hard to fuck that up 
It's only against the dogs, but fuck, I'll take it. And Jason said, Papi being sent off was the best thing for the Raiders. It was like it snapped them back into second half gear. Still don't believe they would have clawed it back against even a cup side. Thank God the dogs exist. Which is a fucking good note. All things out of this game considered, the Raiders were not good at all. But fuck me, they needed a second half like victory story. Mm. Yeah, like As yeah, mentally fragile as they are, the, the silver lining there is... It's also easier to fucking kid yourself into to taking positives out of something like that game. Well, it's just going to quieten the voices out for one week, and then next week they're playing the Storm, and they don't have three of their you know three of their big guns. So then they've got a reason to yeah, play this it. time, you know. So I tell you, this game, I was actually hoping the doggies would get when they, when they got towards the lead. I was actually oh. hoping they'd get the win because I mean, I'm just such an adrenaline-driven human that no matter what the result of a game, I can find a way to make it a win for myself. <laughs> and like for me, the win if the if the, if the win for the doggies to actually get in there would have been watching Ricky Stewart just fucking march in there like Martin Bryant, and but also <laughs> and just fucking spray the entire press gallery. Also, that would have brought fucking mm-hmm. Bronco Spoon back into play. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. But let's light the candles, not curse the darkness. The Broncos can get their spoon another day. That's the plus side. Mm. <laughs> now, the... Uh, where are we? The uh, Rabbitohs, 32, defeat the Sharks, 22. Uh, the 32 from the Rabbits came from uh, Kalama Tangi, Johnson, Jai Arrow, and a double to Cody Walker. Reynolds, five conversions and a penalty goal. The Sharks, 22, tries to Kennedy, Woods, Britton, Nakora, and Hurodi. Three or four conversions for Chad. Who wants to start? I have almost nothing to say about this game because even though I was... I've got one thing to I say. I was at it. Yeah. This game was so fucking boring that the crowd spent a good 10 to 15 minutes playing Mexican <laughs> Waves. Yeah. And like, and didn't even watch the game. I mean, the Sharks did bring bring the crowd back into it a little bit when they actually accumulated some points and got it back to, what was it, about 18, 24, yeah. 18 yeah. or something like that, or 22, 18, something. And um, through largely, you know, some enterprising play from uh, from Andrew Fafita, who, you know, who in this game was played, you know, was played by fucking Guy Fieri. <laughs> And when you want to talk about bad fucking haircuts, hairstyles, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Andrew Fafita fucking went down to Flavortown and got an offload for Aaron Woods to score the most fucking uninspiring co- combination of a try-scoring double that I've ever fucking seen in rugby league history. <laughs> it, it was legit like those videos you see, except in this instance there were two special needs kids that the other team let score. <laughs> I think the Rabbits, they had to step oh, up and respond to last week's drubbing. They took care of business, but they, there were still plenty of shaky moments for them. I don't know. They, they've, they've completely erased the memory of last week's game against Melbourne, losing by 50. Um, I think it's probably rattled their confidence a yeah. bit. Um, and just on the, the Sharks, is somewhat of a comeback. I think some of Moylan's touches in there is some of the better footy I've, I've seen him play for, for a long while. And... Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't know where Moylan ends up with, with everything going on in the halves at the Sharks at the minute, whether he, where he sticks around or whether he finds another home somewhere else. But it looks like he's it looks like he's trying to play again for a contract. But is there another home somewhere for him though? I, I like the the Tigers would probably take him. Yeah, we'd take anyone, mate. 
let's be honest. <laughs> oh, mate. Um, yeah, look, it it really was. I, I thought Brayley for the Sharks was was a shining light in attack. And just unfortunately, he's playing at a tempo far beyond the rest of that mm. team. You know, it, there were times where he'd make a break out of dummy half, he'd catch a lazy marker, and it's something I don't see enough of around the league, is with these new rules, the amount of times that the dummy half is not looking at what the markers are doing, not listening for the markers being called out offside, and just passing out. And I get the whole thing. You've got a game plan, you've set up for a play, you've got your shapes ready. Just, you know run it but god he looked dangerous when he ran but he never had anyone with him just never had anyone with him it was such a fucking shame but um fuck the sharks hashtag there's a new fucking hashtag for you on the socials one of my favourites Mark in the Facebook group said uh, that'll be Reynolds last win at Suncorp for a while <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, and on Twitter B.43 said Chad Townsend with the Paul Gallant tribute and the fourth tackle hit up <laughs> from Heartback yeah and they were the only fucking decent comments on that one probably because that was one of the ones that I forgot to put the game thread up until it was fucking hours over so yeah <laughs> I, I don't think you would have done much better if you did have it up in a timely manner. I mean, that was the ga- that was a really that was a game where I was literally sitting in the ground at the game, and I can barely like apart from that fucking guy Fieri Aaron Woods try, I've struggled to recall anything else that happened, yeah. and it was that fucking bad. Um, the Roosters thirty defeated the Cowboys sixteen. Uh, the Roosters 30 came through uh, double to Angus Crichton, double to Daniel Tupo, Sam Walker and Ikevalu also with tries. Walker, two conversions, and uh, Adam Kieran with a penalty goal. The Cowboys 16 came through tries to uh, Javid Bowen and a double to Drinkwater. Holmes, two conversions, and uh, that's it. Just when it looked like the Roosters would win by how how many, and Jay, you spoke about there was a couple of games where the Sin Binnings changed the course um, of a game. Um, this one changed changed towards the Cowboys, I, I think, with the Tupanua sin binning, um, which swung the momentum, and the, and the Cowboys were able to make a real game of it. But then the the momentum came back to the Roosters with the shot on Tedesco, which is obviously one that's met, yeah. met with a bit of con- controversy, and um, swung the the game back to towards the Roosters, and they were good enough to close it out. So. Um, Sam Walker again is the only other point I wanted to make. He, um, it's just again he's not um, he's mature enough to to not get that youthful exuberance and and have it overplaying his hand so to speak. He's 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 measured in his touches, but he's there's no denying the class that he brings. He's uh, it's really impressive from such yeah. a young kid. Mm. This was the one that had probably the most controversial binning of the of the the weekend too. I would suggest. What are your thoughts? With uh, with with Bert, with I mean, I I don't think it deserved a uh, uh, sim binning. I mean, it was by it was it was absolutely the definition of a accidental contact where the where the the ball carrier in this case Tedesco was you know on his way down and falling 
into what wasn't a, there was no swinging. It was like a very standard attempt at tackle that had he had they been upright with each other, he would have just it would have just been a ball wrapping tackle with his arms yeah. like around the height of it, Tedesco's isn't that elbows. Funny though, just in that verbiage, how they use it, mm. where if you're charged with a shoulder charge, yep. you're accused of not wrapping your arm. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, it's a swinging arm. Yeah, but I mean, this is the thing. It wasn't even really swinging. It was just he was just he was moving in like oh, no, you know, I'm not, I'm like, not talking a, about motion like a forklift sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like and and um, but at the same time, while I say that that one wasn't deserving of a, of a sin binning, and Trent Robinson on three sixty tonight actually acknowledged it as well, and he's extremely fucking eloquent, and I advise people to, you know, if not watch the show, but actually just look for online for his. Uh, part of the episode because I know they put it on so on the socials, and he's quite he's he's very you know quite intelligent and eloquent about you know when he speaks about these, but um, the suggestion that fucking Tedesco falls or dives forward or leans or ducks forward before the the point of contact with the tackler as like it's something that like it's his fault and it's like you know if he's attempting to game the system or attempting to draw fucking high shots to draw like it's just absolutely fucking retarded that's that suggestion and to think that players would fucking put themselves in the position of ongoing fucking damage especially roosters players who have seen the career of boyd cordner unravel yeah. Would put themselves in the position to fucking receive headshots with an undetermined fucking possible payout, which could be a penalty, could be ten in the bin, could be you know, is just could be nothing. Mind-numbingly fucking, oh, right, like. But then also with if, the potential cost of you, you know, forgetting how to spell, mm. failing your HIA, and spending the rest of uh-huh. the game in the sheds. Exactly. Yeah, and probably yeah. the following week. I mean, if you're gonna make that, you know, those kinds of fucking, those kinds of suggestions. I mean, fucking think it through yeah. first. It's not a, it's not a fucking profitable enterprise to try and do that, especially the way that Tedesco's been targeted mm. since, you know, since Origin last year, yeah. when you know, when it, when it became, you know, I guess mainstream knowledge that you could really fucking knock him out of a game. And that's what I was saying. It's, it's probably almost the reverse, in that people yeah. will go harder at him. To, and this yeah before this weekend obviously but well what's worse we're going to get here we're going to cop a penalty yeah. but he's off the field for at least what is it fifteen minutes for an HIA mm-hmm. is that your minimum yeah. yeah great fuck Teddy off for fifteen minutes there you go reshuffle the whole backline take arguably yep. the best player in the game out so, yep yeah it's a little bit silly. completely remove his and and also the importance for him in in the May. 2021 Roosters side with 100 fucking guys yeah. out through injury. I mean, so he also, you know, his, his role takes on an a, you know, a increased level of importance for, you know, within the, the side. So, yeah. But he, it's just, it's here's my only, my only gripe about Magic Round. Yeah. Is with the actual games themselves, I felt there were very few, if any, games that had any sort of spite in them or, or rivalry or, or history. If nothing else, can you imagine that that Cowboys team putting in that performance against somebody like the Titans or the Broncos? Like just some yeah. fucking some local mm. spite. Now we had the fucking Broncos and Cowboys the week before. 
You know, how, how is that a fucking scheduling masterstroke? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. On the socials for that one. Don't want to read the Sharks ones again. Um, our very good friend and uh, and and new, uh, new friend at the underscore sniff underscore test on Twitter <laughs> said the North Queensland Cowboys definitely got the best three-year deal for a 30-year-old halfback for three years. Said no one ever. Yes, that was... Uh, yeah. What does Chad change in that game? Well, I made the point last week. Like, yeah, no, no. What, what, yeah. what are you gaining as that extended to... drink water as well, yeah. though, right? Yeah. So, 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 so three doesn't go into two. I mean, are they are they are they going Chad and drink water? Are they going Dearden and drink water? Are they just fucking drink water off, even though they extended him after the, they brought the other two in? Yeah, who knows? Um, at Jared Wetton on Twitter said the bursts in been killed the game off disappointing but they can't just keep letting blokes get smashed in the head no that is right uh, Kyle said Robson had a blinder would kill it behind a dominant forward pack hashtag run at me Glenn no I don't disagree I think he had nice. a great game uh, Toto Toto said roosters are very slick in their set plays every set looks like a training run mm-hmm and uh, Daniel said, imagine letting Walker go because you didn't want to fork out for his Uber. <laughs> Hashtag fuck the Broncos. <laughs> right. Ugh. The Eels 34 to feed the Warriors 18. Um, the Eels tries to Nathan Brown, Micah Sivo, uh, a double to Regan Campbell-Gallard. Madison and Arthur with a try on Dabu. Uh, Moses, four conversions. Gutherson, one. The Warriors 18 tries to Curran, Murdoch Masilla and Reese Walsh. And Cody Nicarima, three from three conversions. Mm. Glenn. We just we just spoke about um, Dearden and the Broncos having let him go. <clears throat> as much as been made of Sam Walker as well. Um, Reese Walsh with some absolute class touches for the Warriors in this game. Um, that, mm-hmm. And he's really like... He's only come in in the last few weeks, made his debut, and and he hasn't missed a beat, and he's looked really good in in what's not a fantastic Warriors side. They're competitive, um, but he's he's gaining some really valuable experience to go along with his obvious talent, and um, interested to see how he progresses. I, I don't know if Brown is the coach to get the best out of him, but. Um, He's certainly just as far as raw talent goes. The Warriors have got away with a steal there by getting him off the Broncos' hands. Um, it makes you, it makes you wonder, like, at what point were the Broncos prepared to give him a run, given the fucking people they've got on field yeah. at the moment? Because you 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 look at Milford's performances, yeah. and you look at what Reese Walsh is doing as a young kid. Well, what are you? Mm-hmm. Where's the advantage? in playing Milford. You, you just run with yeah. the, run with the youthful exuberance and getting out there and throwing caution to the wind, you know? That's that would be my take, given the form that Milford's yep. been in for a for a long period of time now. Uh for the Eels I thought, you know, they were too good for the for the Warriors who were 
blown out of the water before firing a shot of their own. I think they were down 24 nil at one stage, and um, Moses' control and 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 his running game was. It looked like he was heavily focused on his running game and, and getting one on one with guys and using using his footwork and then turning the ball inside to, to willing support runners. Uh, young Jacob Arthur also, son of the coach, had a, some some really nice touches and uh, and come up with a try, which was a good moment for him in his debut. But um, Eels ultimately too strong on it and they'd be super happy with having the Warriors come back at them with but that with you know 18 points but they were never really out of control of this game yep correct what do you think of like a, a Parramatta a, a genuine contender they're second on the ladder they don't look like losing mm. games are, are they are they really up there, or is it still a two-horse yeah, race? Yeah, it's, it's amazing you see Para and the, the form that know, they've right been in and, and the games they're winning. But when you really think about it, can you see anyone getting you know anything other than a Melbourne Penrith grand final at the moment? I I, I think Manly beat Para. I just look at the I just look at the the eels are slow. I think the eels are lar- a very largely yeah. padded. You know, I mean, you think of the recent wins they've had. I mean, you know, they've 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 beaten the Dogs, they've beaten the Broncos, they've beaten Canberra right in the middle of their fucking mm. faders, you know, meltdown yeah. sort of period. Um, they, you know, they lost to the Dragons. Yeah, they beat the Tigers. I mean, like they, they haven't had the opportunity to rub up against you know some of these teams. Mm. And like the game against the Storm, remember that was that was probably their signature win of the season all the way back in like about round was well, round two or yeah, three, that's it. and that was like pissing down rain where where the conditions basically removed any and, advantage that the Storm the, would have had. The against Storm them. had that uncharacteristically slow start to the mm. season. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. But look, I don't, I don't, I don't rate particularly rate the the Eels. I mean, they've done very well to you know be in, in the position they are on the ladder, mm. and you can only play the the teams that you were drawn against but uh, looking at largely at the strength of the draw that they've commenced the season with I think that then that means they're going to start facing some of the more difficult games later mm. and while that might hold them in good stead for, for you know finals potentially it may also just expose them and drop mm. them down the ladder a few pegs yeah that's it okay socials on that one at R. Benso said very happy with that win absorbed a bunch of pressure like we sometimes have not been able to do stayed patient instead of panicking and uh, at rugby for all underscore JP on Twitter doing his bit out there growing the game in Japan said to quote my perma band alter ego warriors suck balls <laughs> both RTS and Tohu making rudimentary errors maybe doing heavy lifting each week makes a star tired Understandable. Maybe. Maybe. Is that That's it? That's it. Well, again, that was a, that right. was another one that I forgot to put the thread yeah. up. So, yeah. All right. So a spicy one. Storm forty four defeat the Dragons eighteen. Uh, the Storms forty four. A hat trick to Josh Adokar, Kenny Bromwich, um, Irima, and Big Nelson with tries. Jerome Hughes, Justin Nolan, George Jennings as well. Smoothie three or five conversions and just one for Nico Hines. Um, goal kicking not his not his strength. Uh, Rabalawa with a hat trick. Cody Ramsey also with a try, and Corey Norman one conversion. This one, of course, was changed on its head very early when we had the the eternal fucking grub, Josh Maguire, 
uh, sent to the bin pretty early on in the piece. And shortly thereafter, what was it? It was a footy yeah. owner, wasn't it? Who 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 axed puppy, yeah. and uh, he found himself sent off uh, pretty early. That was that was during the commission of the first try for the storm, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it the first yeah. try when when puppy got yeah, axed, yeah, yeah. and he gave the pass for the to to Fox to score the try, and well after that. And look, I've seen I've seen people disputing the severity of the shot. That was put on Pappy, despite the fact that he was face down, fucking dead, and required stretching off the field. It's, like, and it, and it goes to back to what you said when we were talking about Teddy. Exactly how much of a fucking an actor do you think these teams are? And they're going to dis. You, you don't get an HIA if you're stretched off the yeah. field. There's no fucking. There is yeah. no daylight. There's no light in the tunnel. You are not getting back on the field, no matter how good you're acting. I, I would like to point out that our good friend Super Grover. Has just let us know that um, the newspapers are trolling the dragons. There's the uh, the headline today was Paps KO Mars win. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but this one, Nate, to your point before, I don't think the result of this one was ever in doubt, no. but the magnitude of it was changed. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think I, I don't think it was because unlike some of the other teams that are too busy fucking bleeding about the cunts that got put in the bin this week, the Dragons actually fucking solidified yeah. as a result of the players being down, scoring tries when down. They were in the game to a huge extent at half time, yep. and although the, obviously the Storm against a twelve man side, obviously a thirteen man side should under the you know principles of fatigue and the rest of it they should pull away at the end as they did but the dragons gave them a fucking shake for a while in this game far yeah. longer than i ever would have expected they would have after the send-off and so i think that like although the margin you know it seems quite high i think the dragons you know walk out of there with their heads held high yeah 100 percent. but not for one fucking second were they disadvantaged by the refereeing in this game <laughs> because at the end of the day, that shot on Pappy was fucking terrible and it was exactly why yeah. the crackdown was a necessity. Yes. Or why the administration felt that a crackdown was a necessity. Correct. Do you remember the, the when they did the State of Origin game in the States and they used a, a spear tackle as a as the, the graphic example of the, you know the, how brutal the, the game was? I think if they were doing an advertisement mm. for, for these new games or an infomercial as to why these new rules uh, have been implemented in the, in the crackdown, tackles like that one, are, as you say, are exactly the reason the crackdown is there in the first place and people still want to fucking wish yeah. around. It, you know, it defies belief that, you know, if, if you understand nothing else, surely you understand a tackle like that. There's been a couple others where... You know that they're operating in the grey a little bit, but that one's cut and dried, above all. Mm. Yeah, and no one's saying this is easy. No, you know, again, this is a game where how you perform under fatigue can be the differentiator between winning and losing. Mm-hmm. And here's that thing where if you are absolutely fucking gassed and somebody gets past you and you know they fucking got you for speed, there is an instinctual reaction if you've been playing the game long enough to try and get any part of you to grab any part of them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes your arm straight out by the side of your body is at their face. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, fucking, yeah. Um, At Devonhead on Twitter 
said, I'm not saying, and fucking tagged him in it, well done, at Josh Maguire 90 is a cancer on a club, but I'm not saying he isn't either. <laughs> hashtag Red V, hashtag One Nation Under Griffin. God. Oh, my God. At uh, underscore Appa Yip Yip 44 said, I've deleted and rewritten this tweet about 10 times, but all I have is this. Maguire's a cunt. Fooey's a dumbass. Corey Norman is a living embodiment of embodiment of piss stains and cheap vodka. <laughs> Oof. Dan, in the Facebook group, said, Love that they cut to Bellamy after the Josh Maguire's hip drop in time to see him mouth the words, That's our move. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty pretty ugly. That tackle, uh, fuck. Yeah, uh, I I, th- I thought we I thought that one had gotten rubbed out. I mean, they actually stamped that out pretty quickly. Mm. I thought, but then here we go. Bring, just just put it down to Josh Maguire to bring yeah. back the classics. Yeah, like you did with eye gouging Look, the year before I'll last. Tell you what, if you're the Dragons, fucking hell, you hopefully you put a cooling off period in that cunt's contract mm. because now that these new rules are coming, he'll he'll play half the season if he's lucky. Mm. Imagine yep. being in a position oh, where you, you are, you know, you, you hear the, the Jack DeBellin verdict and you look at your roster and you've got Josh Maguire and you're like, well, if we can get DeBellin back in, we, we'll stick Josh in, in the Reggies <laughs> and we'll be better for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll drop our fuckhead level by 10%. Yeah, yeah that's saying something. <laughs> by bringing the fucking rapist yeah. back. Fuck, Fuck the dragons right. and their fans. That if you, you that's that all your tweets you got that's there, it. Jay. All right. Uh, final game: Panthers forty-eight defeat the Titans twelve. Uh, this one uh, a hat trick to Cleary, uh, Leota, Fisher, Harris, uh, Liam Martin tries. Charlie Staines with a double. Cleary eight conversions. Uh, Titans twelve tries to Bo Firma and uh, AJ Brampson and uh, Fogarty two conversions. This was another. This was one of the. This was, would be the classic description of the round where you say. Foregone conclusion, ably in, <laughs> exacerbated by fucking um, numbers on the field. The Titans needed every fucking leg up they could possibly get in this game, and um, to to give themselves a chance. Yeah, and they uh, again, and they failed to get it. As we've already discussed, the Panthers score when anyone's off the field. Yeah, the thing the thing about Titans, I think it's just uh, it really makes me worry about Justin Holbrook's you know uh, tactical brain because if you know there's a crackdown going on on the weekend mm. and you know that they're going to be really itchy on the trigger finger yep. and this, this is the weekend where you're going to get the minorest shit punished, yep. I would simply run every play directly at Kickow and wait. Yes, yeah, <laughs> because because I think you could get him off the field for probably thirty to forty minutes yeah. under that strategy. Exactly, and um. <laughs> And yet they did not, <laughs> or or conversely, Cleary outstrategized them by hiding Kikau in the line. <laughs> yeah, but when was the last time a coach had to discover a way to hide a forward? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're uh, we're all here, uh, Villian. We we are we are all here for you and your uh, rampaging running. But um, mate, we just cannot allow you to be one on one with anyone because you're going to hit them high and then you're going to be leave us a man down, mate. <laughs> So I'm going to get you to hide behind fucking uh, Brian Toto there. Is that all right? You might want to take the peroxide out of your hair if that's all right. Maybe dye it back to its natural colour because you're far more difficult to hide with fucking peroxide hair. And also Toto is two foot shorter. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, I tell you, on the subject of Toto, fuck, he's busy, he? and and you don't see it on telly, but just the way he moves and the way he calls out defenders and makes a fuss of himself and forces like reshuffles, that he's he's absolutely fucking sensational. Uh, was was a big loss last year when Mansour left you know obviously at the tail end of his career yep. he wasn't um, the the player in crunch time that he used to be uh, but his metres coming out of trouble were, were invaluable yeah, last valuable. year yeah. and Toto has just picked up and and taken off where Mansour left off yeah and, and then some yep. so um, he, he's basically as effective now as Tom Alolo given that a lot of those metres are uncontested, obviously, you know, bringing back kicks yeah. and such. Um, but this Panthers performance was absolutely stellar. And the thing that I liked about it most was they went right for a lot of the night. Most of the season, they've relied on that left-hand side in attack. Uh, and rightly so, because it's absolutely fucking dangerous and paid dividends, you know, for, for all of the rounds that they went to it. But the fact that they're now showing that they're a threat on either side of the field is really going to start to put defences in two minds and not allow them to stack like they had mm. been. You know, the Titans made the mistake of really trying to, to almost like they were saying we're going to put a wall in front of Penrith, mm-hmm. but then some late shifts and the the forwards they've got with hands like Yo and those guys that can offload a ball or or throw the short pass. The, the Titans were flat-footed way too many fucking times, you know. And and again, you're talking about Holbrook for that for that to not change after the first 15 minutes of the game. Yeah, that's the sort of stuff that, as a Titans fan, I'd be fairly concerned about. Uh, but Penrith just roll on, fucking doing what they're doing, um, you know, against the top team that Queensland has to offer. And the Titans really, at this point, I feel like. They're now they're 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 extremely disappointing. They're underachieving I mean, this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm based on like what you know the consensus the consensus opinion was that they would uh, probably take their 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 positive finish to the last season, positive second half of the year last year, yep. and they would then build upon that with some new cattle, with some amazing fucking forward acquisitions, yep. and um, and like I I feel like they're almost regressing. But again, it's that there's that same threat that bottom bottom two thirds of the ladder consistency the Titans are another one the difference between yeah, their mean, floor the, and their the, ceiling the difference with Titans I can't I mean, yeah but their ceiling was like a David Feeder hat trick against Newcastle who appeared to be week on week you know increasingly cooked oh yeah that's true yeah so I just yeah I just wonder you know yes it was socials on that one my now undeniably favourite Twitter account and one of the greatest Chin things Laden. that I've ever seen <laughs> at Chin underscore Laden 69 I've heard a lot of discussion about the sin bin this weekend but did you all just see me banish the shittens to the chin bin <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be shitens I reckon oh, whatever <laughs> hashtag yeah. blinding lights hashtag God is good 
Uh, Hayden, as Jay would say, saving the best for last. Let's be real here. Titans had no chance of Helen winning this game. With that send-off, to be honest, which I thought was appropriate, any player after the first four games would have realised that any high shot would run the risk. Panthers mm-hmm. scoring points with a man in the bin also. They're a different team this year compared to last. Hashtag chin win. Hashtag Yuri of Cleary 2.0. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Peter said, how good are the Panthers? Could have put 70 on these cunts, but eased off the pedal so the Broncos would remain as the team to cop the biggest hiding during Magic Round on their own soil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fucking great. Rishi said, Ivan was, quite rightly, not especially impressed in the post-match presser. After the kick-out try was called back for dubious reasons... We stopped playing tough and were punished with two Titans tries. Yes, we were. Uh, Toto said, Panthers are organized chaos. They aren't as slick with their set moves as the Roosters or the Storm, but when something unexpected happens, they react faster and smarter than anyone else. There you go. What a fucking way to close off a magic round with a magic half doing magic shit for his magic team. And the magical scenario of all three of us getting a win. There you go. Delightful. And obviously, you know, some some wins better than others, but in some cases, beggars can't be choosers, Glenn. Um, That's full ooh, time that on it. Face. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is full time for three ninety nine. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us uh, in many many ways. Uh, to grab all our links, go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. That'll get you to our Patreon social media communities and more um, and if you'd like to support the show make sure you drop us a, ra- a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts did like, you almost friend, say raping become a patron no 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 I didn't Jack <laughs> my god it's always the same thing with you isn't it it's rape 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 my god <laughs> now um, memberships I have I have extremely happy news on the front of memberships as of today everything that we need to dispatch the memberships is now in my grasp. So uh, they'll start going out this week, and um, they look, look forward to people sweet. getting. Look forward to people getting the getting the goodness in their hands. Um, people who were at Magic Round on Saturday would have noticed uh, stepdad sporting, uh, you know, the first person out there sporting the the twenty twenty one hoodie, and. Um, it looks fantastic and uh, very happy with shout, the way everything came out. Shout out to the group of people that I had a chat with on uh, Sunday night Yeah. after the Panthers win and um, had a chat after the game, walking out. We went one way, they went the other. Then I've heard them say, um, oh, that guy listens to Twill as well. <laughs> wow walked off, walked off into the sunset so. hilarious and now that and now that listening to this episode the person that you were actually talking to was stepdad himself <laughs> and you didn't realize i felt a bit like un- undercover boss <laughs> i'm in there ground level i'm a man of the Love people it. You are, you are. They had no idea who they were talking to. <laughs> Until the point where you turned around and said, don't you even know who you're talking to? It's me, Stepdad. 
from this wicked league. Yuri of Cleary. Um, that's it though. Uh, thank you, thank you, patrons. Thank you to everyone who uh, who came out uh, over the over the three days of Magic Round and um, you know press the flesh and 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 you know say hello and help us put some faces to names and names to faces. Um, it was great chatting to people, and um, you know we can't wait to do it all over again. And um, it's a good thing that the grand final is so distantly positioned from Magic Round because, like, whilst I didn't go incredibly hard this weekend. Uh, there are some people that dead set need fucking liver transplants. They're like the fucking human breweries the at the I've moment. Seen put away. <laughs> awesome fucking Absolutely. responsibilities in their life. Yeah. <laughs> like God, buy buy a fucking pet. The life you save may be your own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny on the way on the way home on Saturday night. Me and Step that are talking, and we're like, yeah, no, no names mentioned. But we're like, you know, really worried about those. <laughs> really worried about those guys. <laughs> Look, and I want to say, there are some people out there that I don't think should buy a pet because the thing will end up eating you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, we love you. Anyway, great weekend. Great seeing all you guys. It. Love you, motherfuckers. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you boys on Wednesday. Right on. Later. See ya. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.